Hi, my name is Lawrence and I'm the site pastor of Clearview Community Church, Wasega Beach Campus. I like to start with something funny. Well, I heard about this minister. He was driving down the road when he got pulled over by a cop. So the police officer came up to the window and smelled alcohol. Then he saw a thermos and said, sir, what are you drinking? The minister said, oh, it's just water, officer. So he asked if he could see the thermos. He took one sniff and said, well, this smells like wine to me. And the minister said, well, then, what do you know? Jesus did it again. <laughs> How about that? Well, today I want to talk to you today about preparing for Jesus. We're continuing in our series in the Gospel of Luke, which we have entitled Investigating Jesus. Let's read Luke chapter 3, verses 2 to 14 together. The title of this in the Bible is John the Baptist Prepares the Way. Well, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, and every mountain and hill made low. Oh, the crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways shall be made smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, Oh, listen to this, you brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And don't begin to say to yourselves, oh, we've got Abraham as our father. For I tell you, even out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Oh, what should we do then? Asked the crowd. Oh, that's a good question. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. And anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, John told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? And John the Baptist replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would add a blessing to the reading and hearing of your word today. When Jesus came to earth, earth saw God himself. And his impact on the world can never be overstated. In fact, he changed the world so much that men measure their years by him. 
Some may dispute his significance, but biblically, may I tell you, they're wrong. This misjudgment will be confirmed someday in the future. When? When Jesus Christ returns. The Bible declares that he is going to return to earth and he's going to return as a judge, not as a savior. A judge who will prove that in fact he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Messiah. He's going to prove that he is the salvation of God Almighty. A person of such magnitude needed a forerunner. He needed someone who could run ahead of him and arouse the people to prepare for his coming. And that forerunner was who we just read about, John the Baptist, a man who is an example to all of us. When John appeared on the scene, no prophetic voice had been heard in Israel for more than 400 years. And so his coming was part of God's perfect timing for everything that relates to God's son, including his second coming, which is always on time. Consider this man, John the Baptist, with me. John, he was a man who launched the most pivotal point of history. What? That's a big statement, yeah? The coming of Jesus Christ. What was the political and religious social climate like at this time? Well, I can tell you this about the religious climate. The high priest's office had become corrupted, and religious positions had become politically motivated. That's not a good scene. Next, John was a man called out of the wilderness. The area consisted of only six small towns or villages scattered far apart. Well, God found him in the most obscure place. The place where a person is, that doesn't matter. It's a person's heart. That's what matters to God. And if a person's heart is right towards God, God will call him no matter where he is. No one is hidden from God, no matter how obscure his residence. So God isn't limited. He reaches even to the wilderness. That's good news for someone listening today. Next, John was a man who preached repentance and forgiveness of sins. He's also compared to a farmer. We just read it who chops down useless trees and winnows the grain to separate the wheat from the chaff. Like some people today, many of the Jews thought that they were destined for heaven. Oh, why? Oh, well, we are the descendants of Abraham. We were just born in the right place. John reminded them that God gets to the root of things, and he's not impressed with religious profession that does not produce good fruit. Like wheat and chaff in the last judgment, the true believers will be gathered by God while the lost sinners will be burned in the fire. Note John's exact wording. He preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. This simply means that if a man wished to be forgiven his sins, he repented. He turned from those sins and changed his life and then was baptized. Yeah, baptism was the sign to his neighbors, to the world, that he was changing his life because he wanted God to forgive his sins. Here's the order. A man wanted God to forgive his sins. The man therefore made a decision to repent, to turn from his sinful ways and change his life. This is what repentance is. 
And then the man was immediately baptized. It was baptism that proclaimed to everyone, hey, this guy is turning from his sins. Baptism was the act. It was the sign that said to the world that the man was thereafter going to live a changed life so that God would forgive his sins forever. Two things are being stated so clearly here from the Bible, from God's word. Number one, forgiveness of sin, it's conditional. What? On what condition? A person must repent to be forgiven. And number two, Baptism is the immediate sign that a person is repenting and changing his or her life. If a man is truly sincere in seeking forgiveness, he's baptized and does change his life, turning away from sin and turning toward God. Repent then, the Bible says in another verse, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Elsewhere, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's clear. John preached repentance. Next, about John the Baptist, we know that he's a man who cried out prophetically. Oh, I said it earlier. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. He warned people and quoted Isaiah 40 as his authority. He took the points that the prophet Isaiah had made and he proclaimed them also to the people. What are some of those points Isaiah said? Prepare for the humbled shall be exalted. Every valley that's humble believers shall be filled, received, enriched, raised up and exalted. That's good news. Prepare, he said, for proud people will be abased. Every mountain and hill will be brought low. The mountains and hills would be the great and the less great and the self-sufficient and self-confident, the prideful, boastful, conceited, and arrogant. They will lose everything they have and be brought low. Wow. They shall be made as the dust of the earth. What? If they don't repent. Next, Isaiah said, prepare, for the crooked shall be straightened. Oh, this is good. The crooked thief and businessman, the husband and wife, the crooked student and professor, all the crooked sinners of the earth who are bent out of shape, all who repent, oh, this is good, shall be made straight by the Messiah. Next, he said, prepare, for the rough ways shall be made smooth. Oh, so many rough ways, hopelessness, helplessness. I'm speaking to someone. You're lonely, emptiness, insecurity, guilt, shame, sin, death, false religion, empty worship. What? All of it will be smooth. The way to life and peace will be planed, made level, and easy to reach. And last, Isaiah said, God's salvation shall be seen by who? All the earth, not just Jews, but all people, God's salvation to the world. So when the way is prepared, the Savior will appear. Well, that was John's message. 
And his preaching, that message, aroused thousands. It woke them and stirred them to prepare and look for the Messiah. Apparently, it was this multitude of people who listened to John who eventually became the very followers of Jesus Christ. What's that? Yeah, John's message landed. Lives are changed incredibly when people receive the message, when they repent of sin and follow Christ. Not only does love, joy, peace, and patience increase in people's lives, but kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control become the primary disposition of those who repent of sin. In fact, look, look at this. In 2011, the social scientist, Dr. Byron R. Johnson wrote in the Houston Chronicle, there is consistent and mounting evidence suggesting increasing religious commitment or involvement helps individuals avoid crime and delinquency. I recently completed the most exhaustive systematic review conducted to date of the relevant research literature on religion and crime. This review located 273 studies on religion and crime that were published between 1944 and 2010. That's a long time. 90% of the studies find increasing religiosity to be associated with a decrease in various measures of crime and delinquency. What's that, friend? God calls each of us also to repent be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not enough for us to say, oh, Jesus is a savior or even the savior. With Mary, his own mother, we should say, my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. This always results in a changed life, evidenced by our behavior. Why don't you take this opportunity right now to repent? and receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. How do I do that? Well, do it like this, from your heart. Just pray to God with me, just like this. Lord Jesus, I turn away from my sin. Come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. For each one who prayed that prayer, I know that God heard you, and that you have been born again. Go ahead, reach someone at Clearview Community Church. Allow us to help you with your next steps in following Jesus. Can I speak God's word over you? Do something to receive this, would you? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.